Hello, and welcome to the How Fitting podcast, where you get to hear from independent fashion designers and entrepreneurs about how they grow their business, making clothes that fit their customer and values. I'm your host, Allison Haynes. Today, I'm joined by Christy Covarubias of Sun50. Christy, welcome to the show. Hi, Allison. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah. For those listening who are just meeting you for the first time, could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. So I am a longtime marketing and public relations executive. For some reason, I've always found myself to be close to the clothing industry and also the anti-aging industry. I have a long, long background of that. And basically, I'm at a point in my life where I wanted to do something from the heart and something I was very passionate about. And that is why uh, my husband and I co-founded Sun50. And currently, I'm the CEO running the organization here. And Sun50 is an apparel clothing line with UPF 50 sun protection right into every piece. I am a longtime California native, so sun protection is very important to me. And we do manufacture all of our clothing in Los Angeles. Nice. Yeah, there's so much I want to ask and dive in <laughs> um, about that. So your background, like what, what kind of brought you to the clothing side of things um, if you were kind of around it, but not necessarily in the apparel industry. So kind of what inspired you to start a, a clothing line? Yes, that's a great question. Well, the inspiration really happened for me as someone who grew up in California and I'm a generation X person. So we grew up at a time when you were trying to get as tan as you possibly could get. We would use tanning beds and uh, I would go to Lake Tahoe for the summers and my cousin Renee, who's six months younger than I am, we would both get sunburned. We're blue eyes, blonde hair, pretty fair. And when I was 32 and living in LA, my cousin Renee at the time was working for the Florida Marlins. And she had discovered a mole on her back through going to the dermatologist. She, she incidentally, it was itchy and asked her husband, you know, what is this on my back? And he said, well, that's a mole. And she goes, I don't know about any mole. So she goes and gets it checked out. And sure enough, it's unfortunately melanoma. So at that time, I was really close friends with and still am close friends with a woman whose husband was a main melanoma researcher and surgeon with the John Wayne Cancer Institute in Santa Monica. And I told them about my cousin and they said, get her out here. She needs to come out here. So I got my cousin to come out and we went through, gosh, gamma knife, all of, all of these different procedures. We, we tried so hard to fight this melanoma, which is very, a very deadly form of skin cancer. And we fought it for 10 months, but it ended up metastasizing in her brain. Mm. And she passed away at 32 and that forever stuck with me in my heart because as I, I started to get through my career, I raised three daughters. I understand certainly firsthand the importance of sun protection, but I recognize that there's truly a lack of high performance, really stylish, beautiful, almost sexy sun protective clothing in the space. And I became very passionate about 
filling that void and making clothing that feels good, it looks great, it's naturally UPF, uh, some protective. I work with the Skin Cancer Foundation. They evaluate all of my testing. So for me, it really became a passion project where I wanted to save lives. I didn't want yeah. any more people to go through what Renee had gone through. And skin cancer is affecting one in five Americans by the age of 70. So it's a, it's a, it's not going away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's really, for me, where it came from. I'm all about hope and positivity and living your life outside and living it to the fullest and feeling beautiful about what you wear and, and making clothing that takes care of our planet. Everything we do is sustainable. I mean, I could go on and on, Allison. <laughs> I apologize, but I, no. you know, I'm just so passionate about elevating skin cancer awareness and doing it in a way that is beautiful and, mm-hmm. and making it part of people's routines, no matter their skin color, ethnicity or gender, we all need to be proactive about, you know, sun protection and protecting our skin. Yeah, that's so true. And what a very like personal and tragic story that like led into this. But I love that that turned into a passion to make sure other people don't have to go through that. Um, I definitely understand the sun protection stuff. I'm a redhead, very fair, and I'm allergic to the sun as well as getting sunburned easily. So like if I'm at the beach, I'm pretty much like head to toe rash guard type of person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, no, and I, it is hard to find sun protective clothing that, you know, looks cute, you know. Right. So right. No, like, it, it I, I can't is. I can't wear the cute swimsuit at the beach. I have to be covered. So it's like I want something that looks beautiful. So Well, let me tell you, coming out in our line in about a week now is our imported gorgeous Italian fabric zip up cover up. And it's fantastic. It's, it's made with, with such beautiful form. A lot of times what happens is when you get these fabrics wet, especially these ones that you can take into the water, mm-hmm. they sort of lose their shape and form and they're baggy and they mm-hmm. don't dry quick. And you, you just don't feel it good heavy. in it. Yeah. It's it very heavy. And hot. and hot. And let me tell you, I don't like being too hot. So yeah. what we like to do at Sun 50 is we all have a part in wear testing the clothing. So this particular piece I'm referencing, I took this up to Gull Lake and I wanted to make sure on a hot day that I didn't feel too hot. And what I found so interesting about it, and this this is the truth, when I had it on, it is so cute and so stunning and flattering to wear. I had two ladies ask me where I bought my shirt because uh-huh. it dried so quickly. Yeah, it was uh-huh. it was fantastic. It's so quick dry that I was eating lunch right outside of, um, at the little bistro area. They thought it was a shirt. And that's when I realized, wow, we're, we're on to something. Because at that time, it was an unfinished prototype for us. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, fit and fabric. And then we add all of the details to it. So it, I'm really excited about our clothes. I, I really, really am. Yeah, that's and you're awesome. gonna love wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm gonna have to go look at that. Um, so yeah, I was looking at your site a little bit, and you have quite a range of different clothing. Like I feel like a lot of um, UPF pieces of clothing that I've seen from other brands, they're very much like the rash guard swim, you know, surf focused. And 
not as good for like out of the water, like going to brunch or whatever. Um, right. So what kind of influences kind of what activities or fabrics and pieces you design for? Like what, what, what uses are you looking at for? Oh yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great, well, listen, the reality is that a lot of people don't realize that UV exposure is compounded over your lifetime. So if you're flying in a plane, if you're driving a car, if your windows aren't treated at home and you're sitting in your sunroom, you are getting UV exposure. And just because we don't burn, it doesn't mean that it doesn't have a damaging effect to our skin. So for my background, I, I went to school at UC Santa Barbara. So I, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area and migrated south because, gosh, why wouldn't you? <laughs> and as an adult, I spent uh, many, many of my years before coming to Minnesota in Santa Monica with a lot of time at the beaches. I raised three girls that uh, did beach camp every day from nine to two. And at this time, I, I was well aware of the perils of the sun. And so where I'm coming from as a designer is I really think back to my days in the sun, you know, playing, playing um, paddle tennis and playing Scrabble at the beach and just being outside all the time. So our best seller is something I have always wanted, and that is our long sleeve button down beach shirt. I just feel that for me, I am a beachcomber. I have a big sea glass collection. It's something I love to do. And when you're looking for sea glass, you're bent down. So mm -hmm. if you don't have a wide brim hat on or proper sunscreen, and we all know it's so easy to miss parts of our skin. Oh yeah, I've got, you know? <laughs> I've and gotten let me like tell you, random patches of burns because I like, yeah. oh, I missed the spot, didn't even realize it, yeah. Oh yeah, it's horrible. I mean, I've sometimes you can literally see my fingerprint, you know, on mm -hmm. my back where I've definitely missed a spot. So I wanted to create pieces that I personally would, would approve of as the end user from a, a feel perspective, from a fit perspective, from a manufacturing, you know, what does this mean for our planet? Because everything we do today impacts tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so in particular, this beach shirt is something I wanted because I could raise the collar, I could roll back the cuffs, and I could spend hours outside without worry on, on my back and my neck and, you know, the, the, upper parts of my legs. So for us, the reason why we brought out the golf and tennis line, which you know, you've probably seen that video, it's on our Instagram account, mm -hmm. but I, I used to love playing paddle tennis. So our tennis design, for example, is very, it, it channels a very retro vibe. I'm really into the classics. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm into modest coverage without it being ill-forming and you know I want women to feel beautiful we put an affirmation in all of our pieces but this this particular tennis dress I love it because we're the only ones that I've ever seen out there with a matching bolero and we do this so that if you're on the sidelines and you're waiting for your match or you're done playing and you want to go get lunch and lemonade with friends you you can put this little bolero on and it's you still look and feel beautiful but you're not worried about that shoulder area mm -hmm. of your body and you can remove the bolero to play. So if you want free mobility or more, more air on your body, you know, you can play with the bolero on, but I know a lot of people prefer not to. 
So we, I'm just trying to be with the designers on the team, really forward thinking. It's, yeah. it's hard in, in Minnesota to understand that it's still really hot in California <laughs> in October, November, December. Uh, it's, it's really nice temperatures. And no matter where you are really, like with our long sleeve shirts, everybody benefits from wearing them. The, those knits in particular for our long sleeve shirts, that's a California knit. So it's a beautifully made tensile modal fabric with a UPF 50. You can wear it anywhere. So if you're in your sunroom in the winter, we get a lot of glare off the snow. So a yeah. lot of UV reflection. I, I just want people to feel really, really good when they wear our clothes. 360 really good. Good that they're not hurting our planet. Good that they feel beautiful in these clothes and good that they're protecting themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's awesome sure. that you're kind of thinking yeah. through and you kind of have kind of the range of like Southern California and Minnesota, which isn't, you know, the opposite <laughs> of a beach state. Um, I have family that's up there. And yeah, the glare off the snow is something where it's like, if you're from the South, you don't realize that that's a big thing. No, no, you don't. We got to protect our eyes. And one of the mm -hmm. things that I always find so surprising is that Minnesota actually has one of the highest incidents of skin cancer which goes to tell you, this is not just a summertime deal. The, the, that's mm -hmm. why I wanted to make things. You know, right now we're seeing people work from home. Mm -hmm. So the design team and I, we've pivoted. We're gonna be coming out with some really cute comfort suits. And so for us, everything we do is superior, you, you know, UPF, sun protective. The Skin Cancer Foundation gives us their seal of recommendation. So that's paramount to us in everything we make. But it doesn't, it, it's, it's going to evolve into something that's maybe not top of mind when you're buying it. It's just an added bonus because mm -hmm. our stuff is so cute. And that's really where we're going is we want to, to make clothing that lasts, that feels good. And it's, it's got multi-purposes to it. I love that. Yeah. So you mentioned the Skin Cancer Foundation seal of recommendation. What yeah. kind of process do you have to go through to get that? And like, what criteria do you have to meet in order to get that? Well, that's an excellent, yes, that's an excellent question. You know, the Skin Cancer Foundation has a photobiotic team that essentially reviews all testing. So with our fabrics, before we ever roll anything into production, because you can fall in love with a fabric, no problem. But mm -hmm. for us, we have to fall in love with a very high performing fabric when it comes to UV protection. So we submit sample swatches um, for review for the testing. And then what we do is we, we ensure that they are the UPF 50. And then we take that testing and we submit it to the Skin Cancer Foundation. And they review the testing and say, yes, you may put, you know, yes, this does deliver for that for the Skin Cancer Foundation, it has to be at least a 30 UPF, the lowest, okay. yeah, the lowest UPF uh, factor that we currently have in our line is a 45. So sometimes if the fabric we want it to achieve a lighter feel, a more breezy, airy feel, we'll opt into like a 45. But so far we haven't brought in anything less. So they basically review the testing and they say, yes, your testing is good. And they, they give us the seal of recommendation. We put it on. Um, so everything, everything we do has to be tested. It has to 
we have to feel good about what we are putting out there, especially mm -hmm. now because we're starting to do a lot of initiatives in the sports arena. So we're working with this fantastic organization called Icons and we're in development on a fabulous UPF piece that they will wear on their head. So it's a moisture wicking, quick dry, we're seeing skin cancer incidences in the top of the head. And mm -hmm. we wanted to have a cool piece with this team. We're gonna be coming out with sleeves and lots of sports pieces, again, which offer that UPF 50 coverage because athletes on average, these NCAA athletes and all athletes that play outdoors, they're basically on average outside for four hours a day and they're not yeah. properly protected. And we're like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's put the brakes on. Let's make really cool sleeves. Let's make a really cool neck gaiter. Let's make fun sportswear that, you know, these teens that don't want to wear the sunscreen because they don't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can't cover their faces. They're going to have to cover parts of their body that our fabrics don't, but we want to give them a great start. We want to provide these products that are that are going to work for them and benefit them today and all through the future. Awesome. So I have a few more questions about the fabric too. So sure. looking at your site, you have like multiple different types of fabric and looks like some knit, some woven, some heavier and lighter. Um, so what yeah. makes a fabric sun protective? Is it the, the type of like content of the fibers? Is it how it's woven or is it like a, a sort of process after the fabric is made or a treatment on the surface to make it sun protective? Great questions. So for us, we try and do it with the, the weight by weight and also by the weave. We really try to stay to an organic sun protective measure. We haven't had to treat any of our fabrics. I'm not going to say we never will, mm -hmm. but we really- Because those wash out too after a number that's of, exactly like if it's right. treated, yeah. Yeah. The, and and the, yes, if it's treated, you don't, it will wash out over time. Some people dip it, some people spray it. We really try to focus on the mechanics of the material so that it's less chemicals for you, but also that there's longevity in the product. Mm -hmm without worry. I mean, our whole thing is about redefining sunblock, right? We want to make you feel confident so that you're out there doing your thing and you don't have to worry about, people just don't apply enough of it. And mm -hmm. with those treatments, like I said, to date, we have, we've never used that. Cool. Yeah. And then that makes the, the clothing last longer too. Because um, exactly. I'm sure like as it, as if the treatment wears off, like you don't really know, like, how effective is it, is it really being, you know, after a while? Right. That, that's exactly right. Yeah. So we, we like to, we just like to keep it as simple as we can. We don't like to, to do anything we don't have to do to these fabrics. It's for us all about the mechanics um, and the beauty of the fabric. Cool. And how does the UPF rating work? So you said is 30 the lowest? Or that's just the lowest that can get that seal of recommendation? Right. So you like, are, are they similar to, I guess, like if you buy a bottle of sunscreen and it says, you know, 50 or 70 or whatever, is it right. the same rating system? It's essentially the same rating system. One has to do with liquids and makeups and things, and that's SPF. Mm -hmm. And UPF is the is is what we give fabrics. 
So yes, it's essentially the same thing. It's, it gets very confusing for consumers because they're like, well, wait, UPF, SPS, but mm-hmm. basically your average shirt in your drawer is about a five to, to maybe a seven, right? So you put your t-shirt on and it's about a UPF five or SPF five to seven. And then when you get it wet, you actually can have a reduction in that value to let's say a three to a five. But oh, wow. with, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? But for us and for the Skin Cancer Foundation and for the American Academy of Dermatology when they're speaking about sunscreen, I believe they too require a 30. So okay. that, that seems to be what the threshold is because that's the recommendation that, that we should be using as mm-hmm. consumers with the lotion on our skins as well. So they, they will not give you the seal re- of recommendation if your UPF value is less than a 30. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I didn't realize that there was such a big difference between just like your average shirt and a UPF shirt. Because from the fabric, you know, the fabrics may look similar to, you know, just a regular shirt and then a UPF one. So, th- but that's a, a drastic difference between you know, five and 30 or 50. Well, you know, my husband's a golfer and I have personally seen with some of the shirts that he loves to wear these golf shirts, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, male and female golfers like to do high performance, four-way stretch, moisture wicking, et cetera. I have seen him get a sunburn through his shirt because you're out there all day. Mm -hmm. So we have just released these, this polo collection that he's going to love and I'm going to love because, you know, when you're getting up and getting ready for the day, it's super hard to put sunscreen on your own back. It just does. Oh yeah. You're right. And, you, and yep. if you're lathering it on, then you put the shirt on and it's sticky and it's this, this whole mm-hmm. cumbersome thing. You so, have to pick the right person to stick it on your back to make sure <laughs> exactly. that they don't miss a spot. Yeah. <laughs> there can a lot be of responsibility. In that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want that. So that's why we came out with the men's line is because he really wanted shirts that he could wear without worry on the golf course. And so we've created this great line that's out, like I said, in about a week, we're actually starting to get shipment in today. We're so excited about it. It's really, really exciting. We did wear testing, not only with the gym, my husband, but also with other people who are real golfers, both men and women, to make sure that it's it's more than just looking nice and sun protective. How do you feel when you mm-hmm. when you're hitting the club? How, what does it feel like for you? So I, I'm a novice. I'm one of those that says, "Oh, I love the golf clothes, and I want to cruise around in the golf cart, but I'm not really going to play." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy to say that it serves multi purposes. Our new golf tennis line. So that that's excellent. It sounds like you have a lot of processes in place for testing and the development of your styles. And I think you mentioned like having good fit and making it feel good multiple right. times. So kind of what is what is your process of designing a new collection? Oh, wow. Well, let me tell you something. I, I don't think I have hit on this enough. The Sun 50 team is a high caliber team of experts and just well-seasoned professionals in this whole arena. And so for us, 
a lot of times what will happen is I will, prior to COVID, I would travel a lot and Mm -hmm. I would see different things and, and come back and I'm a horrific the person when it comes to drawing. <laughs> I try to, <laughs> Me too. I, I, I can try, draw on the computer, you know, but not on paper. Oh, and, and God bless my team because Danielle and Angela, these are the development people on the team. And, you know, Danielle was on Project Runway. She was in Target Intimates for Fit for many, many years. And Angela nice. has an extensive sourcing career. She's worked in the UPF some protection clothing space for many, many years. And so they are really the ones that help me to get out of my mind what it is I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And, and they're the ones that are like, okay, well, this fabric will work or this fabric won't work. And Angela brings to the table just incredible sourcing. And she's responsible for all the testing and dealing with the Skin Cancer Foundation. But uh, we all, as a team, Collectively, we all have a hand really in the development. Uh, there's a, there's just a, we all happen to be women, by the way, uh, except for one person, Lyle. Shout out to Lyle and my <laughs> husband Jim, who's also on the team. But we're, we're very, um, I don't know how to say this, but we're, we're super critical of our development. So right now we're working on a collection called the Laguna Collection. And this will be a collection of men's and women's casual pieces and t-shirts. And when Danielle, Danielle on our team actually makes the patterns and she makes the samples. So we have a luxury in that we, you know, I try them on and Mm -hmm. we figure out, okay, where is it fitting? Well, where isn't it fitting? Well, and I am generation X. And, and so your body changes uh, as a female, as you get older. So I want our pieces to look good on a wide range of, of women and, and same with men. And we're able to do this because we can nip and tuck the piece right there on site. And mm-hmm. then Danielle will work with our development team in California. We have a couple of ha- production houses and it's just, it's awesome. But everybody has a hand. I mean, Jamie is responsible for taking all the pictures, which as you know, is paramount, you know, mm-hmm. it's so hard to communicate the beauty of the fabrics, but developing a line is really a team effort, absolutely a team effort. And I, I couldn't do it without the team. I'll tell you that hundred percent. That's awesome. sounds like you have a really like close knit and also a, a great team that like complements each other's skills and works together with this so yes well we have to we have to be supportive in any startup environment there's a lot of pivoting and mm-hmm. in any company today there's pivoting that's just the way our world is sitting right now i mean when it comes to covid and trying to import any kind of supplies it's it's a broken supply chain so yeah, we definitely. all have to really lean in right and lean on each other and i mean even if you look at my website now and you look at the home page and, and you see all those images, those aren't professional models. Those are the Sun 50 team. I, I feel Thanks. very strongly. Yeah, we use, we have used professional models in the past and I have no problem with that, but we, it's really nice to use our team members and our friends because they're, they are not seasoned models, right? They're not, mm-hmm. they're, you know, the one that's wearing the rash guard in the pool. That's, that's my director of e-commerce. <laughs> so it just kind of lends to 
all the hat wearing that goes on in the team. And I, and I love that they are the ones wearing it because uh, many women are not 5'10", size zero. Uh-huh. It's just sort of where it all falls. So we're trying to really depict authenticity when it comes to the brand. And we do that from the beginning all the way to the end. Yeah, that's great. It's like show show the real, uh, like the real use and the real people wearing of the clothes. Oh yeah, and we, we try not to, I don't like things to look airbrushed. I really don't. So I, I think that there's a whole movement in this way. We, we learned to pivot. So Jamie on our team is the one responsible for all the photography and the, and the layouts of the photos. And, you know, we've got, Kylie and Madison doing styling. I mean, everybody has a hand and Julie helps to organize everything. But I think when COVID hit back in March, we were going to be a part of the Minnesota Fashion Week. And we were so, so excited about that. And of course, that, that's been canceled now twice. Mm-hmm. And so what we decided to do was really make lemonade out of lemons. So we all took footage of ourselves and the different outfits from our respective homes because it was super strict with quarantining then and Mm -hmm. jamie then put together all of our footage and built a virtual fashion show that we were able to then release yeah Yeah. so i mean i think as a brand you have to you're gonna have to change things and for us it means okay well it's not always easy to find models that are available with the COVID and certainly Mm -hmm. ones that, you know, fit our brand specifically. So I think that's what's really led to the pivot is the brand is constantly evolving. I mean, we have our core values, Mm -hmm. which of course is the integrity of our sun protection, the integrity of our clothing. We love to give back to our community and take care of our neighbors, but that doesn't mean that we can't build from our core value system. and, And that's what we've had to do. And it's been really fun doing it. I mean, today, for example, we're going to go out and do a photo shoot on the water. And that's why I appreciate you pivoting with me on the time, because you never know when the when the weather is going to be good. And right now we're mm-hmm. getting a good stride in Minnesota. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little warmer. I'm in St. Louis. It's been pretty cold, but it's going to be low 80s for the next couple of days. I love that. I mean, I know it's probably not good with the global warming, but <laughs> I have seen snow by October 15th for the past. This is my sixth year here. And so I'll tell you, it's a it's a it's welcome here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the warm by me. Yep. <laughs> nice. So you mentioned several times that like your your factories and your fabrics are made in California. And you also mentioned core values too. So that was something I was going to ask about. But um, so why was it important to your brand to make things in, in the U.S.? Or, or was it? Was that what drove you to finding factories and mills in the U.S.? One of the things, yes, uh, I from the gate, we have felt very strongly that we wanted to do our manufacturing and production in the United States. The reason was I, I didn't, I wanted to know who was making our clothing. That was very, very important to us when we started the brand. I didn't want people to be treated unfair. I wanted an ethical production with, with children of my own. I didn't want us to continue to fill up landfills. We know that 
that the apparel industry is one of the most polluting industries in the world. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to reduce our carbon footprint as much as possible from the beginning. So it was, it was predominantly, you know, making things with our planet top of mind. And also when it came to some protective clothing, I wanted it made here because I wanted to control the fit and the quality. We, we've always been about slow fashion because mm -hmm. we wanted to preserve the integrity of the clothes because I don't, I don't want to mass produce. You know, our price point is what it is because of what goes into the testing of the fabrics, the sourcing of the fabrics, the actual handmade-ness of each style. When we do tie-dyes, those are hand tie-dyed. So it, it's really kind of artwork. And I just felt that doing it here in the U.S., you know, a lot of times when we send things, I've seen brands that do manufacturing overseas and body types overseas are different than what the American body type is. So we wanted, you know, we wanted to just start close and local so that we would have more control over the integrity of our products. And I'm, I'm really, really happy. We're actually expanding our production to include another, to include Minnesota. So oh, nice. yeah, it'll be really great. We're going to be producing in two states and, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. Well, does Minnesota have a lot of, I know there's some bigger companies headquartered there, but is there a lot of manufacturing in Minnesota? There's actually more than I thought there was. And it's it's been really an interesting discovery. I don't think we're ever going to leave Los Angeles. That's clearly one of the biggest areas for apparel production. Mm -hmm. And our brand is 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 always looking at California just because the weather, you know, California, mm -hmm. Florida, there are a lot of states that stay hot, but it's going to be very nice to do some production here in the state of Minnesota, because I feel like Sun 50 has always straddled both, both states. I mean, we, mm -hmm. we have our hearts in both places and with our design team and our pattern making and everything that we do here in Minnesota, it will be very serendipitous for us to be able to just, you know, Danielle rides her bike basically <laughs> and, and we'll be overseeing the production on some of our line, which is, is, is really cool, but we're not, mm -hmm. listen, we're not, um, state exclusive. We are, we are always open to entertaining production houses in other states in the U S really as cool. we, as we grow the brand, right. There's just a demand for it. So it's, mm -hmm. that part's very exciting. Yeah. And along with kind of that slow fashion approach, like to be able to do pattern making and fitting in house and then be able to, you know, go to the factory and see, you know, how things are being done and meet the people making your clothes on a more frequent basis. Because, you know, I'm, I imagine you're not flying to California very much this summer. Uh, um, not now. <laughs> yeah. Not now. So, but yeah, but it was it was so, you know, along those lines. We do all of our printing, any kind of design printing, we do it in Los Angeles. And in Los Angeles, you need a permit to sneeze. <laughs> so <laughs> I felt like we were environmentally safe by mm -hmm. starting in LA to do everything and continuing to do things. I, I've met, I've actually toured the production houses and mm -hmm. it's, it's, great because you know they were explaining to me the manager was explaining to me that they are regulated with the lighting 
So if the lights above the sewing machines are not at an appropriate level, they have to go and change all of that. And with COVID, we have seen that the production teams are working 20, 24 hours in one day so that no one loses work, but because they, they have to have proper spacing. And I've seen them wearing masks and you know we know that the back door has to be open. So unfortunately, when the California fires broke out, mm-hmm. those, that, that really made the air quality terrible. So that halted our production. So we have seen some hiccups. Uh, by doing some of our production in the States with the COVID, but I, I think I mean, everybody who hasn't. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't think that anyone's come out of this unscathed from that. So, you know, the only other circumstance was those fires and people come first at the end of the day, people come first. We don't like when our production is delayed, but my goodness, we certainly have empathy and we, we understand why. So mm-hmm. we just, we work with those production houses. We just, we just pivot. That's what mm-hmm. we do, Allison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- this is the year that, that, you know, everyone's had to do that, but I love it that you kind of know what the mission of the brand is and you have your team and you know, kind of what those core value, um, like side rails are where you can pivot, but still stay within that and stay true to, you know, what you want the brand to be. I think that's right. really uh, a, a great thing for a brand to like know what that is. And then pivoting is a lot easier within that. That's, that's very true. And, and again, I mean, we have an unbelievable team. It is the saddest part about the current state of affairs running a business in COVID is that I just don't get the chance to see the team as much as I would like to do in person. But mm-hmm. we, we do do weekly team meetings. Initially, when we all kind of thought that this was going to go away, <laughs> we would do thematic team meetings. So we do hat day or scarf day or funny glasses day. And then as we got into like the 12th meeting, it sort of became, well, maybe we won't do themes. This seems to be lasting a little bit longer <laughs> than we thought it would. But it is nice because we do have a corporate headquarters and any one of the coworkers will come into the office at any given time. I mean, we're never really all there, mm-hmm. but it's, it is sure nice to have that home base where you can at least see another person. And it's really nice to have the virtual touch at least weekly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how has that like with fittings and development? I mean, that, um, I normally do Zoom fittings, and I have been with out-of-state clients even before COVID, but even with local clients now, but I know for a lot of people, it's been a struggle to kind of move a lot of the in-person and like being able to feel the fabrics and stuff of the fashion industry to a more spread out virtual process. So how has that been for the, your team? Well, the nice thing is when we set up Sun 50 and we had our headquarters and we moved it from my little apartment family room at the time, um, we, we, I always subscribed to a virtual work setting because I, I you know, hired one of my t- coworkers pregnant and you know I just believe in flexibility for the coworkers. So we really always had the mindset, which is great. I, I trust the team implicitly. And we, we, so when we do come together, like for fittings, 
Danielle will come and she's always got her mask on and she will do the fitting. So she'll bring the physical sample and we'll put it on. But we really, we don't come in contact with a lot of people and mm -hmm. everyone is very respectful of the different levels of, of COVID protection. You know, mm -hmm. like some, some of the coworkers, they just aren't ready to, to come into the office at this time just for personal reasons. That's so fine with me it's okay. And, and we work it out. Like I, I know Julie on our team has driven, you know, uh, fabric samples and trims over to Angela's house and left them on the porch so that she <laughs> mm -hmm. could touch and feel everything and then pick them up. So we just are super helpful with one another. We all believe in Sun 50. Uh, I, we all love Sun 50. I really believe if you were to call any of the coworkers, they would say that. I, I would hope that they would say that. I try and uh, create an environment where people are passionate and they love what they're doing because it, it shows through the brand. And so I think, uh, yeah, we've, we don't have to do virtual fittings, thank goodness. I mean, sometimes, to your point, sometimes mm -hmm. I will put the garments on and take a selfie or try to do video, but it isn't always the most beautiful depiction. There are, mm -hmm. I have limits, Allison. Yeah. So I mean, we all do, and so does technology. <laughs> I mean, if, if they were relying on me to convey the messaging of how things fit with my pictures and video, I don't think we would have made any clothes at this point. So I, I think uh, we're lucky in that we all live very close to one another and we're able to, to get the job done. Nice. Yeah, it sounds like you've really, not only as a company, but as a team, been able to pivot and work well under <laughs> these circumstances. So that's amazing. Oh, for sure. On the Zoom call, if there isn't a baby, you know, talking or crying or a dog barking, then we know that this is a fake Zoom call. You just, <laughs> you know, or a husband or a wife walking around in the background. That's just, I think everybody has had to just lighten up and mm -hmm. not and I don't just mean on my team I, the same thing happens when I'm talking with vendors or I'm talking with media or whomever it's sort of like this really beautiful um, understanding that we're all human and mm -hmm. we're just trying to do the best we can do and I, and I love that part of this situation because I think there's just so much more margin uh, for for understanding and because we all have to do that yeah, no, I think you're totally right. It's like even business has become more personal, you know, like what's considered professional, it, like you don't have to leave kind of humanity out of it as much anymore. Right, Because, right. you know, we're all seeing into each other's apartments and living rooms or, you know, home offices. It, it's so true. It was so true. I was on a Zoom call with this person who is, just a consummate professional and, and everyone really respects this person. And it was fabulous because she was doing a zoom call from her bedroom. And like, I didn't notice that in the background, her bed wasn't made, but at some point during the call, she's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe my bed isn't made. And it was so funny because I really, you, you learn, don't you just sort of learn to ignore everything in the background anymore. It's like, mm -hmm. we just are, I feel like in some ways, people are paying more attention to what the person on the other side of the Zoom call is saying and doing. I feel like we're we're more attentive now than maybe we had been 
in the past. And, and because we're focused on the person and not what's going on in there, but I, I really didn't even see it. And it, I just found it so funny because, you know, we're also critical of our own self. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. So switching gears a little bit, and I, we touched on this briefly, but I want to ask you more. So what does sustainability mean to your brand? So, well, you, do you want the true definition? I mean, for us, I, mean, I, I feel like you know, what, what aspects of sustainability are important to brands differ. Um, so I guess what aspects of sustainability or what what parts of it do you really incorporate into the brand and, and use as kind of the guidelines for how you make your clothes and design things? Sure. Well, let me tell you, I've fallen in love with fabrics that weren't recycled PET or organic cotton, or, you know, if we, if we import a fabric, they have to be blue sign certified or Opatech, you know, certified. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many factors just from the basic sustainability but the other thing is we, you know, aside from just those raw materials, which are very important to us, I mean, even our sunscreen has the, I think less than 10 ingredients in it. It's because, you know, Angela, well, all, everyone on the team is very aware of being environmentally conscious. They, they are naturally that way, even more than I even mean to be because I, you know, I'm thinking of it too, but they're even better than I am at this. And so they, so with Angela in particular, like she selects things that are organic or blue sign certified, meaning that the integrity of that fabric not only uses the, the, the fabric itself is not only reducing the environmental impact, but also in the production of it when you're using water. So blue sign certified means that a a manufacturing house has to be ethical in the way that they treat the coworkers who are making that fabric, but they also have to recycle the materials like the water, use a less amount of water, use, Mm -hmm. have less waste in the end. So that's just the raw material sustainability. For us as a brand, we don't make thousands and thousands of our pieces which is why we try and tell people, if you like it, get it now, because we're releasing collections, like we're doing little capsule collections all the time, I would say at least quarterly, because we're able to do that with our slow fashion commitment. And we just, we don't want waste. We don't want to sit on piles and piles of inventory that are going to wind up in the landfill or make clothing that's disposable. We Mm -hmm. want you to buy a Sun 50 piece because you know that it's been made with love and integrity and with you know, sustainable uh, materials that are made to last, that didn't, that reduce the environmental impact you know, in terms of production. I mean, there are so many things, but I, we don't want you to be one and done with our pieces. We want you to love our pieces and keep them in your wardrobe for, for your staples to, to wear on and on. So small batch production, the craftsmanship, I mean, we have, we're getting very into doing the fine detail and the craftsmanship is super important to us and making sure that, gosh, when you buy all these raw goods and you just turn them over to your production house, that's probably also a big reason why I like to see exactly where all of my things are going. It's an investment. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I want to know that the people, that the people sewing my clothes are happy is important to me. 
it just is. I don't want people to be ex exploited in ways that they don't need to be. Our digital practices, you know, doing doing that uh, to reduce water and fabric wastage. I mean, we do that in in California. So it's it's all it's all encompassing as a brand. And the hope is that uh, that you will cherish this brand the way that we do, knowing what's behind it, what is behind Sun 50 and the level of integrity in everything that we do. Yeah, I love it. That's great that you have all those different aspects from the materials to how you design and to how you manufacture all incorporated in that. Um, so I also see from your website that you partner with a lot of nonprofits and other organizations that align with the mission of Sun 50. Can you share a little bit about how those partnerships began and why they're important to your brand? Sure. Well, at Sun 50, our, we're here to reduce the incidence of skin cancer. That is why we started the company. Jim and I sat down and we said, how can we have the biggest impact if we can save one life by elevating the importance of having an annual skin exam, by elevating the importance of a daily sunscreen routine by elevating the importance of sun protective clothing, then we've won. And that's really, I remember sitting and talking to him about this and saying, if we could just save one life by doing this, then all this work would be for something. And so for us, I mean, we partner with the Skin Cancer Foundation, obviously, because we love the integrity behind that organization. They are constantly trying to elevate awareness and educate people and they're a high caliber organization out there spreading the word. We love the Claire Marie Foundation. Um, they were founded to reduce the incidence of adolescent and young adult melanoma, which is now so prevalent. It's the most common form of cancer in females that are aged 15 to 29. That's so young. Yeah. And you know, that it, it just doesn't have to be this way. And so, you know, I love working with Marianne. She just did a big music festival and we're going to do more work with her. And we work with Icon Sports. Um, Icon Sports is all about character and lacrosse and field hockey for, for children in need and, you know, kids of color. And this is all very important because when I talk with Coach Jasmine, who's the founder of this organization, you know, we're in development on products for them because people with all skin colors are getting skin cancer and these kids are out on the field all day. So if we can elevate this awareness in a really cool, positive way by mm -hmm. developing products, then they're helping us to reduce the incidence of skin cancer. Uh, we also do a lot of, you know, with COVID, there was definitely a need. More and more people were trying to get food. I mean, so we said, gosh, how can we not, how can we not work with food banks locally? So I contacted Feeding America and we identified a St. Paul food bank and a food bank in Los Angeles. And we donated 10% of our sales that month to, to giving meals locally. I mean, we can't do everything, but we, we want to do as much as we can that's sort of encompassing in our, in our mission. And our mission mm -hmm. is also to take care of our neighbor and so Feeding America is just a very natural extension of our mission because we have to take care of one another. That's mm -hmm. really why we're all here. So we are always, you know, the American Academy of Dermatology, we participate in their skin cancer, take a hike. 
uh, walks. We're, we're a sponsor and active participant. In fact, that's going to launch virtually on November 1. So I hope that everyone will join our Sun 50 team. We're going to have giveaways and they're trying to raise money, but also encourage everyone to take steps outside, to be outside more. And mm-hmm. uh, as a collective whole, we can raise awareness for skin cancer. So really it starts at the beginning, which for us is to reduce the incidence of skin cancer to not, you know, to, to not lose our loved ones if we don't have to at an early, mm-hmm. early age. I mean, that's really what we're about. And we select these organizations that are moving the needle in conjunction with us to raise awareness, to educate people and to ultimately save lives. Yeah, I love how you, like you're a clothing brand, but like the mission is so about so much more than just clothes. Like there's all these other things, you know, to, I mean, you can't really get more important than like saving lives. So it's like, uh, right. it's, it's much beyond, it's, it's cool clothes, but it's like, it's way beyond that too, so. That makes me so happy that you say that because that, that makes me, you have no idea. I'm constantly saying this that we're so much more than clothing and we want our clothing to be the best in the industry and it will be. And, and, you know, we're made with integrity and we have all the proper testing on it, but it, it's really so much more to each of us on the team, to, to Jim and I, I mean, we, we're about community. We're about hope and we're about promise and we're about, you know, we, spread the love. I mean, I probably sound like a a hippie, uh, but, and I was too young to be a hippie. So let me just call that out. But you know, it's, um, it's so true. We just need more positivity. Skin cancer is a dark, scary thing and it's touching so many lives. So how do we spin that? How do we say, okay, skin cancer, if there's, if there's anything you can do to reduce the incidence, we want to be the ones doing it. We want to be out there hiking because we're calling awareness. We want to, you know, participate with these organizations that are trying to distribute sunscreen. And we, we want to step outside of our box. We want to also say, hey, listen, we're going to make the best sun protective clothing so you can enjoy the sun without worry. I mean, we're going to, we're going to do that because that's all hope and promise. But yes, we are so much more than clothing. I mean, I love my team, like their family. I think any, any company has to take care of their coworkers. You have to create an environment where they want to be there. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, you know, I would not have Sun 50 if it weren't for the fabulous team helping to reduce the incidence of skin cancer because they all are, and, and we're going to do it. Awesome. So I have one more question for you. It kind of ties into this a little bit, but I ask everyone at the end of the interview, if you could communicate one value to the world through your clothes, what would it be? To take care of yourself. I think we need more self-care, not just because of the sunscreen, but also live in your moment and appreciate who you are today and what you are. And it's why you know, having the integrity of the fabrics, yes, that's one thing, but we want to make things that make people feel confident and make them feel beautiful and, and make them shine. That's, that's really what I hope these clothes do. I really hope that these clothes bring hope and positivity and self-care into everyone's life because we're all here and, and more, more, more love again, more love. So I, I hope I wasn't redundant. <laughs> no, no, that's great. 
Um, this has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for your time. And where can people find more about you and Sun50 online? Yes, well, come visit us at sun50, S-U-N-5-0.co. But I was also going to say we have a really great active Instagram platform as well, which is at sun50official. So we come check us out. There's all of the whole page about our sustainability, a page about our fabrics, our partnerships, our products, of course. Our team is on there. You can read about the fabulous team behind the Sun 50 brand, but we encourage everyone to come out and check us out. And Allison, thank you so very much for having me today. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Haynes, and I hope you join me again for the next episode of How Fitting.